This shit a motherfucking layup I been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef Curry with the pot, boy Live from the 301 Live from the pot I want to welcome my audience to episode number 66 Of Curry in the Pot I'm back again. I'm back in the booth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the studio a day later than usual. I usually record on Thursdays and release on Fridays, but the hope is for me to record today, Friday, November the 9th, and also release this Friday, November the 9th. At the worst, you guys will get it tomorrow, November the 10th, but I just wanted to hop in and check in. Of course, you know, I do a weekly episode, but... As promised, I'm going to kick this episode off, starting with the NBA, then I'm going to hop into the usual NFL things, but we got a lot to talk about. So, of course, since I'm talking NBA, I got to start with the topic of conversation, and of course, that's wherever LeBron James is, that's the Los Angeles Lakers. So currently, the Lakers sit at 5-6, and six, which is honestly about where i expect them to be i'm gonna be honest through their first 11 i thought six and five maybe but if you look at their losses they've been right there and if you look at their wins they've been pretty close with the exception of like once or twice and that's that's just the fact of the matter of it of it is and you know of course, you know, we had the suspensions, the Rajon Rondo and Brandon Ingram, which obviously delayed the chemistry process a little bit. Rondo getting three, Ingram getting four. And I don't know. I, I still think it's going to take some time. I told you guys it's going to take about 25 to 30 games. And if you look at the state of the Los Angeles Lakers, I look to be right again. No offense, but. I just kind of pride myself on being right. But anyways, if you look at the team, you look at them, they're six and five and six, like I said. I'm sorry. Uh, they lost to the Timberwolves, but they beat the Timberwolves again the other night. They lost a close one to the Spurs. They beat Denver. Just look at their games, close games. We know about the overtime game against the Spurs I talked to you guys about. And then, you know, the other night, they lost to the Raptors without Kawhi Leonard, which was a little eye-opening for me. They beat Portland. So they've been in all of their games except for the Toronto game pretty much. And then approaching tomorrow, they have the Kings. They have the Hawks. Trailblazers again. Magic. The Heat. They have some very, very winnable games. And I think they're going to be just fine. One thing I do not like is that Rajon Rondo has been playing more minutes than Lonzo Ball, particularly because you drafted Lonzo Ball number two overall. You don't draft the guy, and in his second year, he's playing, you know, 25 minutes. And I would say his minutes per game is only at 25 because Rajon Rondo was suspended for three games. So, obviously, his minutes got spiked up a little bit. So, Roughly while Rondo's been playing, it's been about 21, 22 minutes. And you just don't draft a guy number two overall in his second year to be playing 21, 22 minutes. Jason Tatum's playing like 34 minutes. De'Aaron Fox is getting over 30 minutes as well. I would like to see Lonzo Ball play about 30 minutes. I think that's right. I know Rajon Rondo's a veteran. You know, you might like him better suited. But basketball is a, is a rhythm game. And... 
Lonzo Ball needs rhythm. And he also, I know when you play with LeBron, you have like a small margin for error. But unfortunately, Lonzo Ball is going to have to be out there and he's going to have to make some mistakes. He's going to have to struggle. You have to see what you have with this guy because he was drafted number two overall. That That's just my opinion on it. But the Lakers are five and six. And don't panic, guys. I t- told you guys it's going to take a while. So let me talk about, you know, the rest of the landscape in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks are coming off a huge win last night. They blew out the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green did not play. But, I mean, it's regular season to the Warriors. You know, it's just regular season. They're just trying to get through the regular season. But I'm looking at the standings. We got the Raptors at 11-1. and They've been playing really good. Milwaukee, as I just mentioned, 9-2. and Boston, 7-4. and Brad Stevens is still going to figure out some things to get the best lineups. I just don't know if it's enough basketballs to go around for all of those guys in Boston. But Brad Stevens is a, a remarkable head coach. He'll figure things out. Sixers, 7-5. Pacers, 7-5. Charlotte is 6-5. Miami's 5-5. Detroit's 5-5. And, and then... We got the Nets at five and six, Orlando at four and seven. You know, it's, it's still really early, guys. You guys know I don't really like talking NBA, but for you guys, I'm, I'm gonna do it because I know y'all love NBA. Then we got the Knicks four and eight, the Hawks three and eight, the Chicago Bulls three and nine, and then we got the Wizards at two and eight. A team I'm very, very, very disappointed in. I was at their game last week against the Oklahoma City Thunder and. They just look awful. They look bad. They look lethargic. No effort. Nothing. You guys know how I feel about Otto Porter. He's... Huh, I, man. Otto Porter is... Wow. He has the worst contract in the league. He's making $26 million this year. The guy's averaging like nine points. He's bad. But that that's not where... That's not where all the Wizards' problem lies. That's not where all of their problems lie. John Wall, Bradley Beal. I just haven't seen a lot of heart out of them. I know it's still early. It's only been 10 games played, but it has not been a good sign. They lost to the Mavericks the other night. They never beat them. But it's just it's not just them losing, but it's the way they're losing. It's, it's what's really concerning. Underneath them, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers. I told you guys this, this team will win 25 games at best. Head coach Tyron Lue got fired. I just don't really know what's going on with the direction of this team. It's the LeBron effect. When LeBron is there, they're great. They go to the finals. When he's not there, they're among the worst teams in the league. Simple and plain. Heading over to the Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors at the top. Denver Nuggets number two. Portland Trailblazers, a really good regular season team at 9-3. OKC, 7-4. San Antonio, 6-4. Memphis, though, has been a slight surprise. Even though it's early. They're six and four through their first ten games. I thought they would be about four and six. Los Angeles Clippers have also been a pleasant surprise. They've been playing really good basketball. Six and five. Sacramento, six and five as well. They've been playing really good basketball. I don't know if it's sustainable, but I like their young talent, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Cauley Stein. They have a lot of pieces. Iman Shumpert is a nice veteran for them. I like what they've done. Oh, in the very early portion of the season. Then at 5-6, and six, you got Utah, the Lakers, and New Orleans. And then 4-6, and six, Houston Rockets. I expect all four of those teams that I just mentioned to be in the playoffs. So it's only a matter of time before things turn around. Then you got Minnesota at 4-8, and eight, Dallas at 3-8, and eight, Phoenix at 2-9. and nine. 
a couple of mild surprises, but it's all going to change. It's only been first 10, 11 games for most of the teams, 10 games. But a lot's going to definitely change by Christmas and even as we get towards the new year. But we're just going to see. Uh, with the Lakers, I think LeBron is seeing what he got with these guys. Who's going to be there with them for the trade deadline? Maybe they make some moves. They got some guys on one-year deals. But I like what JaVale McGee has done. I do like how I do like the addition of Tyson Chandler, but LeBron just filling things out, seeing who's going to really be riding for him, who he know who's going to be with him. And then at the trade deadline, you may see some moves and you're going to see LeBron turn up, even though he's been playing really good. But we know LeBron James could take his game up to another level. So I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to switch over to NFL. Week nine was a, a week I said it could be a really bad week for me as far as picking games. And I went seven and six last week on the picks. My dad went nine and four. And we're just gonna recap these games. So week nine, I know I'm a little late. I know week 10 begun last night with Pittsburgh. Me and my dad did pick Pittsburgh to win. It was a blowout win, but I'm gonna talk about week nine. So last week, the Thursday nighter was the 49ers and the Raiders. And the story of that game was Nick Mullins, the third string quarterback who was an undrafted guy, came in and had a remarkable game. He drove down the field on his very first NFL drive and threw a touchdown. He had three TDs, 16 for 22 passing, and the Raiders just look awful. Like, they can't beat anybody. Like, it was at a point in the game I came home, turned on the TV. The 49ers players had just sacked Derek Carr. They were doing, like, karate kicks and, and dancing and stuff. Like, it was a joke. It was really a joke. So moving on to Sunday's games, we had the Bears and the Bills. Final score of that game was 41-9. to It was an absolute blowout. Khalil Mack didn't play, didn't need to play. Nathan Peterman got the start. He threw three interceptions. I mean, that, that's what he does. That's who Nathan Peterman is. Well, he, he's not going to be in the lead that much longer. I just, I just don't see it. But the Bears got it done in blowout fashion, 41-9. to The Chicago Bears put up 41. <laughs> Next game, we had the Panthers and the Buccaneers. A high-scoring game, a high-scoring affair. 42-28 was the final score. Cam Newton threw two TDs. Christian McCaffrey had a pair of TDs, and he also did his thing receiving the ball. Panthers have been looking really good. They did take an L last night against Pittsburgh. I'm going to talk about that in a little while. But they won last week. 42-28 was the final score. Carolina is undefeated at home. Next game, Browns and the Chiefs. I'm sure everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to defeat the Browns. Final score was 37-21. My guy Patrick Mahomes the second, Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second, threw three TDs in that game. Kareem Hunt has been really good. He had two rushing TDs, and Travis Kelsey caught a pair of TDs as well. Browns have been all right, but... We know this was the first game after the firing of head coach Hugh Jackson, but I still like where the Browns are headed in the future. Final score was 37 to 21. Next game was the Dolphins and the Jets, a game that I thought would be a toss up, and it really was. The final score was only 13 to six. Miami got it done. This was a game I picked incorrectly. My dad did pick this one right. Next game, Ravens and the Steelers. I picked this game correctly. My dad did as well. I picked this game mainly because 
the first time these two teams played the Ravens once, so I knew the Steelers was out here looking for revenge. I knew they was looking for revenge, and the Ravens have lost like three or four straight. They haven't been playing good. It's rumored that John Harbaugh is on the hot seat, in fact, but James Conner has been the story. He's been the real story taking over for Le'Veon Bell, who's still holding out, but he may come back next week. The deadline for him to come back and be eligible to play is Tuesday at 4 p.m. So we may see Le'Veon play. But James Conner has been remarkable filling the void for Le'Veon. Steelers have been playing really good football as of late. We know they started off a little slow, but they've been looking good. Next game, Vikings and the Lions. The Vikings totaled 10 sacks in that game. Matthew Stafford just couldn't get anything done. We know this was the Lions' first game without Golden Tate. I would say their best playmaker. And the Vikings won this one big 24-9. Next game, Falcons and the Redskins. I picked this one incorrectly. The thing about the Redskins is, which has been a concern of mine, is how they will respond after trailing early. And it just didn't look that good. Alex Smith, we know, is not that type of quarterback that can get you out of a hole. You need a really good defense to make plays and, and get stops. And... Redskins just couldn't stop the bleeding. D-line wasn't getting any pressure. We also saw Sean Laval and Brandon Scherf go down. And they are out for the season. Paul Richardson is also out for the season. Redskins got a tough road ahead. They are 5-3 in pretty good position to still make some things happen. But it just doesn't look good. I'm not as optimistic as I was about the Redskins because you lose some quality offensive lineman Trent Williams is also out but he will return at some point of this season but I just don't know the lack of playmaking Alex Smith I just don't know I really don't final score was 38 to 14 gotta give credit when credit is due to the Atlanta Falcons Matt Ryan threw for four TDs in that game Julio Jones caught his first touchdown of the season dragged haha Clinton Dix into the end zone and Falcons are looking red hot They're, they're they're trying to remain afloat and make a playoff push. They have the Browns this week and the Cowboys the week after. So, Falcons in good position and good shape. Next game, Texans and the Broncos. Final score was 19-7. The Houston Texans have won six straight. This was my dark horse team in the AFC and in all of the NFL, to be honest. And I'm, I'm finally glad they've hit their stride. Offensive line is a bit of concern of mine, but... Six straight. D-line has been playing exceptional. This is what I thought I would be seeing from the Houston Texans all season. Next game, Chargers and the Seahawks. I picked this one incorrectly. I thought the Seahawks would win. They did have a chance to win or at least send it to overtime. But the Chargers have been a really good team in the AFC. Another team I thought that was going to be good. I really thought the four teams, the four to five teams that are good, I thought they were going to be good. In fact, the Patriots, the Steelers. The Chargers, the Chiefs, and also the Texans. I thought these these teams would be really good. I, I really did. Next game, we had the we had a really really good game. It was the Saints and the Rams. A shootout, a shootout, a shootout, a shootout. Indeed, it was. And the Saints look really good. They really do. Did sign Des Bryant. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. They did sign him. But Alvin Kamara had two TDs in that game. Michael Thomas has been 
really good this year. He's been looking like an elite wide receiver this season. 12 catches for 211 in that game. The Rams, I don't think they sh- they have some concerns, but I don't think they should be too concerned. But New Orleans is obviously a tough place to play, and whoever has to play them in New Orleans in the playoffs, good luck. Next game, the Sunday Nighter, was a battle of two of the greatest QBs you will ever see. It was Aaron Rodgers going up against Tom Brady. The New England Patriots did get it done. They won this game 31-17. to and Tom Brady didn't have to do a lot. Josh Gordon caught a TD in this game. Cordell Patterson, James White played good as well. The Patriots, they, they just did what they do, man. I didn't think the Packers were going to win this game. Didn't see it at all. It was a good game. It was 17-17 at one point. Aaron Jones' fumble pretty much changed the game. And yeah, that was that 31-17 final score. And then we had the Monday Nighter. We had the Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans, two teams that were coming off bye weeks. And I'm disappointed. I'm absolutely disappointed. My theory was proven correctly, but I'm disappointed because the Cowboys were coming off a bye week, as were the Titans. But the Cowboys were coming off a bye. Were in pretty good shape to make a statement. This was a statement game for the Dallas Cowboys, and they did not make a statement. It was a statement loss. Cowboys now dropped the three and five. They could have been four and four. Along with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Redskins lost. The Giants want to buy a Cowboys. Had a chance to make a statement. They did not. And my theory was proven correct. Again. Shout out to Zeke for this. Because me and him were talking about this. But the Cowboys have not beat a mobile QB this season. Starting week one with Cam Newton. Lost to Russell Wilson. Lost to Deshaun Watson. Alex Smith is a little mobile. But he's not quite a mobile QB put an X on that game, but they did lose to the Redskins. Marcus Mariota, mobile QB, you lose to him. The way it's looking, if the Cowboys play mobile QBs the whole season, they would go 0-16. Unfortunately, every QB in the league is not mobile, but a lot of the QBs can move. Aaron Rodgers can move. Carson Wentz, they have a tough task against him this coming Sunday. I just don't know. I'm a little disappointed. It seems like Dak tried to force the ball to Amari Cooper and that interception he threw. I don't know why he floated it to him like he was Gronk or Kelsey or Calvin Johnson or Julio. But it was a bad throw. But I'm disappointed in the Cowboys. I picked them to win. They let me down. So may not pick them the rest of the season. 28-14 was the final score. Shout out to the Titans, though. Getting a well-needed win after the bye. And I'm going to hop into week number 10 and talk about these games. I did tweet yesterday. That I was rolling with the Steelers to win. And you guys could check that if you don't believe me. People people be thinking I'm lying. But what, what I got to lie for? I got a lot of credibility. Uh, I have my own show. So I'm not going to lie. But I did tweet about 4 or 5 o'clock that I got the Steelers winning. And they won big. They won 52 to 14. That was the final score. Had the Steelers have kept the starters in, they would have scored about 60 points. But let's skip ahead. Let's go to Sunday's games. We got the Bengals hosting New Orleans Saints. I'm rolling with New Orleans after that nice win against the Rams. They are going on the road, but I think New Orleans is going to win. Next game, Bears-Lions. I'm taking Chicago. Khalil Mack may play. He's questionable. Allen Robinson questionable as well. But I like the Bears to win this one. Next game, Chiefs-Cardinals. I like Kansas City to win. Cardinals are just a really bad team. I don't see anybody stopping the big red machine in Kansas City. 
Next game, Titans and Patriots. I'm going with New England to win this one on the road. I think this game may be close, but... Or close enough, but I'm rolling with New England. Next game, Bucks Redskins. I'm rolling with Tampa Bay. I just don't know. My Redskins are injured. Chris Thompson is going to be out. Trent Williams out. Brandon Scherf out for the season. Sean Laval out for the season. Paul Richardson out for the season. Quentin Dunbar, I think the Redskins' best corner may not play. But I think it's going to be a good game. They are going against former wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who always seems to score or have a good game against his old team. I think he's going to run right past Josh Norman this Sunday. Just watch. I'm rolling with Tampa Bay, though. The good thing for the Redskins is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not have a tremendous run game, but they do have Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and even Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard. I like the Bucks in this one. Next game, Jets, Bills. I'm rolling with the Jets. Next game, Colts and Jaguars. I'm picking the Jags. They're coming off a bye week, and we will see Leonard Fournette return. He's been very limited this year with that hamstring, but I'm rolling with the Jaguars. Next game, Raiders and the Chargers. I'm rolling with the Los Angeles Chargers, a team that's been looking really good. I don't think I'm going to ever pick the Raiders ever again. They're the worst team in the NFL besides the Bills. I will let Siri pick that game, those two teams play. Next game, Rams-Seahawks. I like the Rams to win this one. I like them for them to bounce back. Do some home cooking over in Los Angeles. I like the Rams to win. Next game, Packers and the Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Green Bay Packers. Game after that, the Sunday Nighter. We got the Eagles hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles are coming off a bye. I expect them to win. We will see Golden Tate for the first time in the Eagles uniform. I like the Eagles. And then the Monday Nighter, two bad teams, the 49ers and the Giants. I like the Giants in this one. They're coming off a bye as well. I like them to win this game. I like them to get after third-string QB Nick Mullins. And that's just about it. That's all I got for you guys. I just want to thank all of you for listening. Sorry for the delay. I know I'm a day late, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, yesterday was crazy. You know, you know, I got a life too outside of Curry in the pot. But for real, I want to thank you guys for all the love and support. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number sixty-six is done. Peace.